morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast. Please delete as appropriate. This is episode number 446. I am your host, Florence Lyon, and I'm joined here by our other host, Andy Anatko. Hi, Andy. Hello. How are you holding up? You just When did you, so you're back from CES, when did, did you come back in late last night or early today? Uh, I came back at midnight last night. Yeah. And by came back at midnight, I mean my plane landed at 10 and then, you know, it, it's an hour to my house from the okay. airport. So, but it's, you know, tiring because I had to drive. And... Well, it is, well, it is tiring. I keep, I, I keep thinking about like, uh, like what I, what was like for me, of course, thinking selfishly. Like, so, so I'm thinking, oh God. So that was like a, a, it was a six hour flight from like the West coast to the East coast plus the time change. Oh my God. She's gotta be, oh wait, no, it, it was Las, Las Vegas to the Bay area. It wasn't, it was bad, but not. Actually. So we're getting like atmospheric rain coming, like our weather patterns. There's been some really strong wind here in the West. So it started in Vegas um, because when I was boarding my flight, they said, ladies and gentlemen, we will not be serving drinks on this flight and you will not be allowed to use the bathroom <laughs> because of the turbulence. Um, so I just slept. I took a little nap so I could, you know, preserve some energy for the drive home. I did not get good sleep this last week yeah i'm and but it's not because of ces it's actually just because i had some really awful hotel neighbors oh dear who brought a bluetooth speaker and put it up against Uh, my wall and we had one of those those rooms that used to be like a shared room so it was just a door a locked door between us shielding the sound and it was just awful and that's when i realized you know what anc doesn't really cover everything it doesn't it's it's not enough it's often not enough if the music is really loud it's just gonna be muffled but you're still gonna hear it and i'm a person who needs like complete silence to fall asleep so it was rough it was rough and um that and like you know you're going 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 all day uh because i was working from the hotel room during the daytime and then I was at the night events in the nighttime and so then I would get back to the hotel and I would need like the two hours brain calm down you know and so that was tough because I was staying up like really late trying to just kind of like get sleepy (laughs) so wired um but I gotta say like CES this year was a lot more chill it's the chillest. <laughs> it's the chillest it's been in years. Really? Yeah. Well, I was I was pleased to see that like it it at least held up its uh, held up its reputation for showing off really weird tech that probably has no commercial potential whatsoever that nobody needs that nobody wants but makes for a good like either 45 second like video package or right. a quick like 450 word like right blurb so so basically basically all all i saw was uh the dolphin ai thingy the 110 inch micro uh, micro led yes. display that folds up and lg was it lg and samsung was samsung and somebody else mm-hmm. making the the transparent Super. oled oled mm-hmm. tvs and 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 then there'd be like pro there'd be like a couple blank spots on the bingo card, but but every like <laughs> every package contained, uh, you know, of course, the things that like demo really really well. 
Yes, and also a hundred new laptops that you can of buy course. this year. So from like every laptop maker. Um, not oh, also we got the the Rog Phone Eight was announced from nice. Asus, which I realize like a lot of people don't really know about it because it's been a global release all this time. But they're actually coming to the U.S. this time and doing like a full uh, release here, and I'm very curious about it just because. It's a really loaded phone, and it feels like this is going to be the year of the that loaded phone's return as an enthusiast's get. <laughs> like the, the those phones that are just like super extra. Yes, and I think it's it, it feels like it's because of AI. Right. That's sort of the, you know... So CES was very quiet this year. There were some rumors. There was a rumor that the taxi drivers were complaining, which I don't think it's true because everything is still a mess in Vegas. Well, the annoying thing now is that Vegas actually has sports teams. So that means I'm competing for taxi cabs, ride shares, and road space from sports fans. Uh, My first night event that I had while I was at CES was actually made somewhat... inconvenient because of the Raiders game, which shut off an entrance at the Mandalay Bay (laughs) Convention Center. So I had to walk through the entire casino from the front to get to where I was trying to go. I just, I mean, I guess I appreciate the extra steps, but (laughs) is it, are you really getting steps in if you're walking through people's puffed out vape and cigarette smoke? (laughs) Also, like Las Vegas, don't you get extra credit for like staggering sideways as well as forwards? Oh my god! It's like no reality outside of Vegas applies inside of Las Vegas. Not that I've been there that many times, but it's like I have I never figured out Las Vegas. (laughs) I mean, I love Las Vegas to go and play, but I but that's the whole point is you need to be. You need to be inebriated so that you are not bothered by the humanity surrounding you. <laughs> You're and looking I'm not at the end point like, of a lot of bad decisions <laughs> from a lot of different people well, on a lot of different levels. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like really impressed with the amount of women I saw carrying babies with very high heels. Mm. Honestly, very impressive because I could barely do it in flats. Um, <laughs> I do want to say though, CES, granted it was kind of like quiet, you know, the announcements weren't exactly game changing, but I saw a lot of small companies actually, um, I actually saw a lot of kids stuff, I should say. I think let me just start there. I saw a lot of kid centric stuff. I saw a lot of, um, I saw a lot of new baby tech, hmm. even one of the, the outlet which is a uh, digital sock that you could put on your <laughs> newborn. No, I'm serious. Yes, it it, it measures get their, their, get um, their... Get their steps in. Even <laughs> well, their... it measures their oxygen and their breathing okay. and like lets you know. It's like when you have a newborn and you're freaking out about them sleeping in the bassinet next to you. Um, and now we bought it for Mona when she was a newborn, just out of complete curiosity. And we didn't like it at mm. all. It... Uh, it was too sensitive, which made Eric freak out a lot. Well, Owlette told me when I went to go visit them at one of the night events that they've been FDA approved in the U.S. So now your insurance can help you cover this baby gadget. 
That is interesting to me. Okay. That is interesting to me. So it covers it to the, in the same at the same rate as like, you know, breast pumps are covered by insurance most insurances okay. and cuz those are like, you know, $400 on their own. Um and the outlet sock is Three four hundred dollars on its own. Wow! Without the like camera and whole system, you can get. I was gonna. I was just wondering, like, what did, what is, what is it certified? For, like, is it is it is it uh, is it certified as something that does a specific thing, or is it just rated as here is like a health monitoring device, just like like a chest? Here's a health device. monitoring device for your child. Okay, your doctor, I guess, can like. My understanding is that your doctor can tell you to use this, and so if they tell you to use this, that the insurance has to cover it. Got it. Which will help pay for it. I think it's FDA cleared because they, you know, I actually have to look into it. I'm not going to speak until I look into it more. I'm not going to conjecture because that would be irresponsible of yeah. me. I, 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 I'm, I'm really interested in like that that yeah that story about that experience that you had because there's, a, a, I, I can only imagine like being a parent and the more data that you have about your child, especially your first child, how much of it is actually helping you and how much of you is just giving you something else to obsess about and worry about. Yep. And that's what happened with poor Eric. Oof. And now we sleep with an S camera above our daughter's head. So <laughs> we just, he just, we could we can find the baby monitor we used to have uh went out of um logitech stopped supporting it with updates so it didn't work anymore they completely shut it down on the app so we were like <laughs> we need a camera so that nobody has to get up from bed to go see if she's okay or if she's playing or what so now anyway now i feel very invasive but that's another story <laughs> for another day she's not a teenager don't come at me um <laughs> I also uh, actually ran into a couple of toys for uh, trying to think of the word for sensitive kids. So kids with um, sensory needs, kids, um, you know, kids with autism. Uh, there was this very cool toy. So it was based off of peeling an orange and so it had all these little triangle pieces and you could put them all on the ball to make it like a full orange or you could like peel them off and so that would give some you know sensory satisfaction uh to the child and then you could essentially use the peels as tangrams so you could like do little construction nice. you know, projects and there's little like cards for you to do it also like lights up and it vibrates so it has this like very interactive buddy feel to it I looked into this company, though, I believe they're called Peel and Play, and they were just at CES, though, looking for funding. And so that's kind of the the bummer of some of these things is that they'll get an award from the CTA or from, you know, other sites and or whatever. But you can't really I can't really suggest it because it's not really a thing that exists. But yeah. it's kind of nice to see that this is something that is getting invested in and that, um, you know, this toy was advertised as specifically for stimming. Like if your child stims, this is something that you get for them. <laughs> and I thought that was so nice and inclusive to have that kind of presence at a show like this, which often overlooks accessibility and, you know. Yeah. People that's, who don't have gobs of money to spend. Yeah, that's the that's the sort of thing that like not everybody understands about CES, where 
-hmm. particularly like 10 or 15 years ago, it was definitely, oh, well, Microsoft is going to be unveiling the new version of Windows or another company Mm -hmm. is going to, Sony is going to show off like their new audio product. Oftentimes it really is just, uh, even with the larger players, they're trying to gauge or generate interest in something, a basic technology or, or a product idea and get investment in it. And in the case of the smaller players, just as you say, like they've developed something, they've built 10,000 of these and they're hoping to get enough buzz from this 10,000 that they can get the next level of funding to actually turn it into a real product. So, so, so oftentimes you'll see, uh, like this is something that every year that I kind of have to deal with, like when the, the, the different like radio stations and like mainstream media that occasionally have me on their shows and stuff like that. Where I have mm-hmm. to like, oh, I, I understand that there's this brand new, like, uh, amazing, like, folding t- TV or this amazing transparent TV technology. And wh- when, when are we going to be expecting to have that? And I have to sort of like, I try to like prime the pump with the with the producers and the host saying, okay, realize that 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 incredible TV you saw in every single video, that's probably the only one of those that exists. There are probably no plans whatsoever to actually put this into production. And that that was basically to get people's attention to come into the booth and get the pitch on the really, really boring 65-inch 4K HDR TV that now has like <laughs> now that has now has a uh, uh, Google Chromecast and AirPlay built into it, and that's why they're trying to get people into it. Or it was something that. Again, something was if they if they crap out at CES, then they're going on Shark Tank with this thing, and that's their last that's right. their last gamble. Right. That's a that's that's so really that's really funny, Andy. That's so true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a meme cause, 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 at this point. You don't make it at CES, you're going to be on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we're, 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 we're talking about this before we started recording about how like there was the four things that every single like roundup like seemed to have even if it was even for the the, the serious tech blogs all the way up to like the network news stuff. And one of them was like this little AI assistant device I think that was 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 called the Dolphin or something that's seem to be oh well all the ai features that you would use on your phone is now going are now going to be exclusively on this device and this hand little tiny handheld device will be sending commands and controlling like apps on your phone so that that's going to be like your concierge to your phone and i thought okay that could be i suppose interesting but if you're saying that smartphones are now so complicated you need a second device to act as an interface to the software on your phone and that this is going to be better than the AI that's already, that's going to be on the phone. Actually, not only that, but also more secure than the AI that's already on the phone. I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, they, again, uh, they're apparently they made 10,000 of these devices. They pre-sold the entire first run and that could, yes. that could and and wasn't and also it wasn't that expensive that a whole bunch of people might have just like oh I'll take it for 200 bucks I'll take a flutter on this and just see how it works uh it's not like the it's not like the uh the, the humane badge I think they call it like the $700 like you mean uh, the company that just Star Trek like communicator badge laid off some people quote unquote because of quote unquote restructuring quote yeah unquote. it's <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird. It's 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 it, that's why CES has always been a combination of really big companies trying to get your attention with things that are actually really significant. But then a lot of the most significant things are really simple stuff, like even like components. Like AMD had 
mm-hmm. a, a new uh, a new I think it was a mobile CPU that had really caught my attention because it had intensely good onboard graphics, like so good that unless you were a gamer and a serious gamer, it would call mm-hmm. into question why would you even buy a graphics card? Like given the capabilities of the built of the onboard graphics on this. And the packaging of it, the power consumption of it, the expense of it, the fact that you could swap it in like with a lot of existing like AMD processors, I thought that was a really interesting sort of thing. But again, try try to try to pitch like <laughs> try to pitch that to a producer of like a morning show. <laughs> when do you, can you can you can you borrow one of those big like 110 inch folding TVs like? probably not it's a quarter million dollar device and what you didn't see is that there's a huge cabinet also on the show floor that's required to actually get the thing running (laughs) yeah that is the thing about ces is that the stuff that is actually the most interesting and the most applicable to us as humans in a consuming world uh are not very interesting yeah (laughs) it's like they're not really interesting actually they're just oh that's a nice to have yeah you know? Oh my god! But the, the oh god, the funniest one though, because I saw actual coverage on this from it was a it was yet another one of those like we are going to change the world by like making sure that everybody has access to pure clean drinking water with this magical device that can manufacture water out of the out of the moist humidity in the air. Hold on, hold on. I okay, let's talk about this. I went <laughs> by those people. It's you're talking about the Genesis system right yeah from the company genesis and it makes something like that water out of thin air and they're like we're going to solve the water crisis with it okay first of all the company is from florida which i find ironic (laughs) considering the water rights issues that they are having um i told the person pitching me when i walked by their little booth that i was from california thinking that they would use that to pitch me because sometimes i'll throw a bone to see (laughs) because i want to see how this is going to sound, I want to see how studied the person is. Sure. You know, like if you're pitching a product, you need to come at it from all angles. So California has been burning down for the last six, seven years. I would expect you to like pitch me on that as, you know, but that didn't happen. And then the uh, person proceeded to tell me that the Department of Just uh, Department of Defense, excuse me, the DOD, <laughs> loved this product, and that the military has been using it to create water out of thin air. Which is like, <laughs> why are you telling me this? Because you don't know a what my political leanings are. B, you don't know what I think about what it means if the American government <laughs> is behind something. And as a journalist, like you telling me that the military loves something is not a huge sell. All I hear is this is what my tax dollars are paying for. <laughs> and I, you know, it, and it just, it, it also, sorry, I just want to end on this point. It also solidified the fact for me that the only people that are going to live through climate change are people with money. Because there is no way in heck that anybody could just buy this thing outright. First of all, you need a ton of room in a backyard to be able to store it. It's about the size of two air conditioning units. And I have an air conditioning unit here at my home, and I see how much space it takes up alongside my house. A lot of people don't live in a house like I do. (laughs) And where are you supposed to store that thing? They did say that they were thinking of um, working on like smaller capacity 
machines so you can make like, you know, tens of gallons instead of hundreds of gallons. Um, but it just, it just made me feel gross. Cause it made me think just about how rich you're going to have to be to oh, yeah. be able to, to outlast cli- what's the changing climate. Like, Oh, well I can afford to make my own water out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know? Well, I mean, I'm also I'm also not surprised that they use the line. Oh, the Department of the Department of Defense. Three times, really Andy. I counted yeah. in my head three times. That that is like the that is the <laughs> classic line that makes me think. Okay, you are a you. I thought you were a snake oil salesman. You absolutely because that, that that's like when somebody comes up to you and say, Oh, well, you know that I I was uh, I was a Navy SEAL. Or I was in the CIA. Like I, I, I can't talk about any of that because it's still like all classified. Like, yeah, I think there's about a one in eight million chance that any of this is fractionally true. But also, it's like <laughs> this is not the first time that like that's been shown, like at CES or elsewhere. Basically, because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know what? It, it's a dehumidifier. You have invented a dehumidifier. It's just big. And like all Correct. dehumidifiers, it consumes an immense amount of electricity to run. Correct. It generates Correct. a huge amount of heat. And also, when the, temperature, when the ambient temperature goes down, it stops working. So it can only be used in a place that's already like hot and humid. And the also, and, and it's also some deserts. Well, some, well, well again, you, you need, but you, you need a place that's both hot and also really really humid you know obviously so that's why it, this company is from florida yeah but they but also also it's the you know it's the birthplace of the florida man it's just that i'm I'm also really familiar with this because like this a device devices like this show up a lot in pyramid schemes where like oh well Aww. i'm i've i've Speaking got to my heart i've i've got the the exclusive northeast united states rights to sell these things and we're looking for field reps who can sell because again it's you know there are a lot of people who are concerned about the collapse of society and you know they they want to be off the grid this is a great off the grid solutions and it's sad it's just it's like i'm when i when i go to obviously i haven't been to <laughs> i haven't been to a big convention like this like since covid but like when i go to when i go to these events like go to like mobile world congress or whatever like all these other events like i'm i'm i feel as though i'm wasting my time and i'm not doing my job if i'm only there to meet with like Samsung, I'm only there to meet with like Google. I'm only there to meet with et cetera. I'm actually, I'm, I should be there to also meet with like small companies that are coming up that have interesting yeah. things have been produced yet. And mm-hmm. so like, I really do try to say like, oh, this really looks like it could be bad, but I truly have nothing else to do in the next four to eight minutes. <laughs> and, and I'm going, and like, uh, like particularly when I was, uh, when I was credentialed by the uh, Chicago Sun Times is like, I'm going to turn my badge around so that they can see that I've got like the little press ribbon, but they don't think that, oh, the Chicago Sun Times is interested in covering this. No, I'm just, again, I'm on my way from A to B. I've got eight minutes and I think there's an 18% chance that you might have something interesting, but I will know you don't within the first 12 seconds and as soon as you say the department of defense is super interested in our technology i'm like again i give my give 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 my regards to the other members of seal team six that you absolutely totally like 
invaded <laughs> invaded I'm, a yes, country that you I, can't talk about. Right? I wasn't gonna say it, but that's how I was feeling. I was like, really, you brought this to the desert to make water. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it also reminded me, you know, because I, I I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but I walked by a giant bulldozer that was like emission free bulldozer for mining. <laughs> <sighs> Save the planet while tearing apart the planet. <laughs> I know. I For anybody who is watching me on Instagram stories, thank you so much for tuning in. I actually had a lot of engagement this week from you, and I really appreciate it. I couldn't make any TikToks because my hotel neighbors are so noisy, and like I didn't... They could hear me. I felt <laughs> self-conscious. <laughs> it was... Yeah. So I... I and you know, it's the kind of content I'm on TikTok. Um, and I got, I got a little feisty on my show floor day because I just, you know... Reality's harsh. Uh, but <laughs> let me let me cap this off with one thing. We are going to talk about what Google did at CES. That's that's our first segment. Uh, that's our first Google segment of our beautiful podcast. But I want to cap it off by saying that um, there's some really exciting new wearables coming out, specifically geared for women. Good. This year. Uh, and I think this is going to finally be the year of the smart ring. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. That that I I, I was seeing a lot of stories about that. Mm-hmm. Particularly, particularly the difference the difference between like health rings and also rings as input devices and as access yeah. devices that yeah. was interesting to me too yeah so i'm excited for the opportunity to not have to wear a watch around the clock to be able to get stats that i need i would love to right. be able to just wear a ring especially like if i'm going out on the town, you know, putting on a ring. I still want to know how much I walked in those heels, <laughs> exactly. you know, but I don't necessarily need my watch to be like, great job. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something I'm, I'm personally looking forward to this year. Yeah. I'm looking I'm, into, I mean, I'm still like, um, I'm still wearing the Apple watch that I found in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still enjoying it, but I, but I, the one thing I don't like about it is that, Hi, I'm another jerk who's wearing an Apple Watch. You see, you see all the people around you in the around the world today. As he pulls out a Pixel phone, yeah, and and it's like, uh, remember when like there would be something super interesting about somebody because they were wearing it. They'd be wearing like a, a some watch that you hadn't seen before on their wrist, even if it's like an eighteen dollars Swatch watch. You know that oh wow you're wearing a, a a a watch for that has the DC comic superhero the Flash on it interesting let's talk about that or hey you're wearing you're wearing something super super flashy oh wow you're did you know that the that Seiko like a the nice Seiko Pepsi watch did you realize that that was in an episode of Columbo uh, in which <laughs> I I have I have when Columbo looked, goes to a rave no that's the it's oh. the well, we'll get to. I'm, I'm sorry. I know we need to move move forward, but I I, I will admit, <laughs> maybe with or without pride, that like there's only one vintage watch or like really expensive, nice watch I'm interested in, and it's this, this 1971 uh, Seiko. I have the model numbers like the 6630 something. Uh, it's called the Pepsi because it has a blue dial and like a white like you know, red dial around it. That's it is a the, pretty one. It's the it's the it's the episode it's Candidate for Crime where Jackie Coogan plays uh, like a, a senator who's running for l- larger mm-hmm. office, and he kills his he murders his campaign manager. Yeah, 
And what tips off Columbo that there's something awry was that they're fixing the time of death because the the campaign manager was smashed like uh, against the against the the against the pavement like when he was supposedly run over by this car and said but this look this is a fancy expensive watch and i i, I went it just didn't look, look at his shoes those are st- not stylish but durable hard wearing shoes look at this coat durable durable so i went to went to a watch store and i asked him asked the guy like what kind of watch with a guy who bought there's these shoes and this coat and what, what what kind of watch would they have and he sold and ch- held up like the seiko pepsi you see and he smashes it he he whacks it against like a pole say see you can't break it that's the sort of watch. so you know what that's why i'm not sure that the time of death is correct and i keep thinking that that is kind of a smart looking watch i kind of like it i wouldn't smash it against a pipe but and it's actually not terribly unaffordable it would be like it would definitely be one of those, oh, I sold a book for like mid five figures and I want to buy myself a little present. Like it would be like an yeah. $800, like a vintage watch that had been properly restored would be like 800 bucks. Yeah, but that's, but that's an, it could be an air, it becomes an heirloom at that right. point. That's, that's how I feel about some of these things. Like when I yeah. justify buying expensive jewelry for myself, it'll be an heirloom. Yes. A beautiful, beautiful heirloom, especially on my fingers. But uh, uh, you're so lucky to have kids to pass to pass things along to. Like for me, it's just like, oh, geez, another another damn watch that we're gonna have to clean out after this guy kicks it. Dang. Oh, st- <laughs> You'd leave all your stuff to me. You know, I would take care of it. Oh wow! Can, can <laughs> I look at this Apple Watch? Oh, it's an Apple Watch SE. Okay, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> What will they even be using by then? God, there's so it'll be so much that's gonna change. It'll be quaint. Yeah, it will be. Um, well, we should probably get into the show. We We've got a lot to that. cover. We're gonna go through it though. We're gonna go through it fast because you've probably been reading about it. So let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about Google at CES. Wow, wow, wow. Google has had quite a week, and I feel like I've just been bombarded nonstop by Google and Android-related marketing. Because not only did not only did Samsung take out an advertisement on the sphere, but so did Google. Oh, that's that big, like giant ball of LED lights. <laughs> yes, and I got to go inside it. We will talk about it in today's members show. Anybody who's interested, relay.fm slash material to find out more. Uh, but then but then Google also bought out wrapping for the monorail, and it said, <laughs> I quote, AI aboard. <laughs> That's a bit of a reach. <laughs> it, I didn't realize this until I was editing my photos today, because I took a photo of, the, of it the other day while it was passing by. And then today I was like zooming in on, I'm like, oh my God, this is AI aboard. <laughs> Because it looks like all aboard from far away. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this is also the debut of the bot, which is officially the new Android mascot. It was plastered everywhere yes. on any screen that would show it. So. <sighs> well, okay. So now yeah. we so now we know what, what to call it. <laughs> I, I, was, I was afraid they were going to give it a name as opposed to a descriptor. Like, hey, its name is Port- Porteroy. Oh, or Porty, or call me Pro, or whatever. Yeah, but then, yeah, don't gender it, Google. Like, keep it, right? Keep it just 
a figure, you know, keep it a mascot. Don't make it, don't make it into a mm. person. I will say the Google booth was pretty extraordinary. It looked it looked like a like a village or like a a, a small airport. <laughs> it was really it was really nicely put together. They it didn't had, look temporary. That's why that's why I mean. <laughs> yeah, they had three. Um, demonstration rooms so one was like the demonstration of bard one was a demonstration of android stuff and no one was a demonstration of bard one was a demonstration of casting and one was a demonstration of bard on android and so i went into each of those and then toward the back they had some new cars which i got to sit in and i got to see the new ability to check on how much battery power you have left on your ev which i wouldn't know anything about because i still have a gas guzzler (laughs) Um, planet by killer. the way, hope you enjoy killing I, the planet, planet killer. I need to make another side note. <laughs> I know, I know this is going all over the place, but this is literally a CES dump, so that's what you're getting yes. from me right now. <laughs> side note is that I noticed this year in Vegas, um, almost I would say eight out of ten taxi rides that I took were all Teslas. Hmm. Yes, yes. So I had to learn how to open a Tesla door this last week, which I'd never done before. <laughs> it's really silly. You apparently push it in and then the little hook comes out and then you pull the door open. Yeah. And then to get out, you press a button and push the door. I just, who asked for this? But then I went to these EVs that they had at the Google booth and these two cars, both Ford cars, also had two very different ways of getting in. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, excuse me. It was a Polestar and a Ford because it was very confusing. And, you know, we should we should we should have car doors be standardized. <laughs> See, this this is why um, I, 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 have, I have I have a couple of friends who are really into cars and they laugh at me because like the kind of car, they have like BMWs, they have fancy and some yeah. one has like fancy EVs. I tell them that like one of my favorite classes of cars are fleet vehicles you know the ones that are designed for like designed to be sold like in the hundreds or thousands like for rentals for like for for government and because because the thing is like those are you can't get away with oh well our 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 door opener uh, sits flush flush with the with the body panel and only oh, you when you stroke the windowsill it's like no 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 you will not get away with that with a fleet vehicle it has to look like a door handle it has to operate exactly the way that a door handle and I'm not denigrating like these style touches on luxury cars but I don't but I also want to honor the fact that the designers of these fleet vehicles have to take something that is under a very, very limited set of goalposts of, look, it has to work and function exactly the way that people would hope for a car to function, including being easy to maintain, including taking a lot of abuse, but still have a certain amount of style and dignity and, you know, and beauty to it. And so that's why, wow, that's why my reaction to a Tesla as a taxi, like that's, I mean, wasn't it, uh, I think there was a, uh, there was an announcement that Hertz like had actually like yes. was retiring like all of their like rental Teslas because they're just yes. so expensive to maintain. Yes. I have no idea why that was, but I rode in way too many Teslas. And every time I did, I shared my Uber link with my husband. I said, please pray for me because <laughs> God knows one of the Tesla drivers, by the way, didn't have his hands on the wheel. I should have said something, but I didn't. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the story. Everyone sorry, for sorry, that side note. Google. 
Um, in fact, so here's what they announced. Let's just let me just tell you. Okay. So nearby share is now becoming quick share, which is very interesting because this is the branding that Samsung had on its One UI software. I am not happy about this personally because I don't think that taking after Samsung is necessarily always the best idea. And I think, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. I guess QuickShare, I guess QuickShare is a little more of the people than nearby share. You know, I don't know. Well, do you mean the, the, as far as branding, or as in far far as like functionality? I mean, as far certain, as certainly branding. Because 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 now that I think of it, like the fact that it's the Samsung way of doing things means that, that by definition there are more of Android users who would be who be uh, who'd be aware of the words quick share. Although nearby share is uh, more descriptive, it really does sell. If there is somebody nearby, nearby. Or you, can, a you can share nearby. you can you can share a photo, a file, or some text with them. Uh, with all the with all the security that you would hope for uh, for that stuff to happen, um, but yeah, that was uh, so yeah. So the the announcement so this works. It's gonna it's gonna work across the entire Android platform, not just Pixel phones and Samsung phones. Uh, will work across Chromebooks. I think they already mm-hmm. did that like last year, but now with that branding, um, they said that they are quote working with leading PC manufacturers unquote to make the QuickShare mm-hmm. app a pre-installed app on Windows machines. Uh, but if, if it isn't, you can simply download it. LG was announced as a partner, like as yeah. part of this announcements. Samsung will probably also adopt it, yeah, but Samsung probably. already has its own thing with its devices that you can do. So I'm sure they're going to add that as well because they're going to want to give you that functionality with your Samsung device. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that next week, actually. Um, right. The unpacked I, event. Yeah, by the way, everyone, next week is the new Samsung phone. So gird your loins. It's going to be a <laughs> big month. I wasn't expecting on entering the new year this busy, but that's what God oh. had planned for me. <laughs> anyway. At least at least this announcement is in it's in where is it? San Jose. San Jose. Okay, great. So it's yes. not like so it's not like you have to fly all the way to New York for this. I will be in my birthplace of San Jose, correct. That's where I was born Yay. in the hospital. Um, okay, so nearby share becoming quick share. That's going to be interesting. I'm glad that it's sticking around and that it's getting this much like push from Google at least because it is one of my favorite things about the Android operating system yeah. at this point. Fast pair. Now, there's a bunch of great stuff coming to the Google TV ecosystem that I think we should talk about. So, fast pair service is coming to Chromecast the Google TV, which means you'll be able to more easily pair a set of Bluetooth earbuds and headphones with your Chromecast with Google TV. So you're not going to have to do the whole rigmarole of going through the settings and then like, you know, waiting for the Bluetooth to pair. I know that was something that was available before. This is just something that's going to make it super seamless and it's going to work just like on Android. It, you know, it notices there's a fast pair compatible pair of Bluetooth headphones nearby. So when you open the lid on that and take out the earbud, you would see the little dialogue window pop up on Google TV and then you would take your remote out and, nice. and you know, go through the process. Yeah. I'm still, dis- I'm just disappointed that like, I mean, this still, this still means that the uh, Nest Max speaker that I have on the top of, on the shelf, immediately on the top of my Google TV TV will only be able to connect to it via Bluetooth when it seems obvious that it should be a Chromecast thing. 
where I should basically, it should be, it mm. should, that Google team, when I, when I go to accessories, it should say, oh, here are all the Chromecast devices that you have inside the house. And, oh, do you want to use, which one do you want to use as the output for, 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 for your Chromecast with Google TV? I still, and I can't use uh, stereo paired speakers, uh, even in Bluetooth mode. So it's like, uh, I mean, I'm glad that fast pair works, but how often do I really need to pair like headphones with my Google TV? And there, there are a bunch, of, and I know there are a bunch of Bluetooth speakers that that uh, that support fast pair as well. This 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 isn't this doesn't this doesn't improve the experience for everybody who's using Bluetooth just for these devices that support Google's proprietary fast pair uh, system. But it's like, uh, what? It's does this mean that I should give up hope that they will ever let Chromecast work with Google TV? Because I I would have thought that would have been the most obvious thing in the ever, but the fact that they're working to make this other thing work, but not Chromecast, I just don't get it. Well, I wonder if it's because, so you need Bluetooth LE devices for this to work. So blue, excuse me, Bluetooth and BLE devices. Um, there's a whole there's a whole developer documentation on it that I just do not have the brain power right now to go through, <laughs> but I'm maybe I will ask maybe I'll ask Google about that because that's curious. Yeah, because it's not it's not even a Bluetooth thing. It's like years ago yeah. I thought they could. That that was one of those things where I don't I don't know if you do the same thing where, um, I can't get something to work and I assume it's because I'm stupid and I can't figure it out. Because you, you can't be arrogant, like when you're trying when you're writing about this stuff. I said, ah, oh, damn it, I can't figure out how to like use a Chromecast speaker as like the output for this. Oh, what can't. And then you you and then you you talk to like your media contact at Google or tech support, or whatever, and they say, oh, well, it doesn't do that. And it had never occurred to it would have never occurred to me that you couldn't do this thing that I was trying to do. And for me, when I got the Google Chromecast with Google TV, I still. My, I, it, the words turn to brass in my mouth every time I say Google Chromecast with Google it's TV. It's not a it's not a great thing. But it's like, ah, oh, I cannot believe that it doesn't support this. So yes, if you could politely, <laughs> and and if you want to say, and if you and if you, you could even go so far as to say, oh, my my my, my co host on this podcast, he's just he turns into this this seething ball of hurt and pain and anger about this and he couldn't he actually denigrated himself to think that he couldn't figure this out it was so such an obvious thing and if you could give him some sort of glimmer of hope okay andy i'll try i'll try if you could hit a home run for him in today's game i know it would (laughs) get him to just just like just like the grandfather and willy wonk in the chocolate factory he would get out of that bed and start dancing Grandpa well, the good, the good news, at least, is even though this is not being extended to casting, Chromecast services are coming to more devices and apps. Hooray! And to be quite honest with you, I think TikTok leaked this before this went live because I noticed a couple of days before this news went live that I had a casting button on my TikTok app, which I had never seen before. Hmm. Let me tell you, though, that casting button was only on the iPhone version of TikTok. Ooh. It's even more curious. So, yeah, no, um, no TikTok live content yet, which is what I would want to cast the TV. Like things like you know when I'm watching the planes take off at LAX, or you know if I'm watching like a Disney streamer who's walking through Disneyland, like I would want to toss that on the TV, not my 
not my doom scrolling. <laughs> so the next time the next time that some random teenager flexes that they got a thermos, you're going to have to watch it on your phone screen and not sort of be able to present it to the entire family on your TV. That's just <laughs> your family. Right. We need to have a family meeting right now. We have a very important TikTok <laughs> that we all need to watch together in the living room on the big screen. Uh, all right. Android Auto was also another one that I mentioned. Now you can check like on the battery status of your EV. That's awesome. Now you can send Google Maps to your uh, directions to your car from your phone. But I do believe that's for Android Auto built into the car because yes. if your car is off without a phone plugged in, you can't do that uh, for Android Auto. <laughs> Uh, Chrome browser is going to become available in Android Auto in case you need to like order food or pick up something, but it will only be in use while the vehicle is parked. And then a couple of new apps are coming to the car, including PBS Kids, Crunchyroll, and the Weather Channel. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, there's actually, there's been one theme going through all of this, and that's yes. like, well, I mean, Google and Samsung are sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Oh, they've been sitting in a tree for a long time. Oh, no, I, I, I know that. But like it's it's in the past, like not only all these announcements that are like, hey, we teamed up with Samsung to do this. But of course, there is also uh, 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 like S S Samsung Unpacked where like their teaser press thing indicated that, that their AI is going to be a mixture of I couldn't. I I don't understand exactly. They're they're being kind of cagey about like where their their AI was coming from, but they were suggesting that at least it will work extremely closely with like existing Google AI products. They already announced that like I last year that yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, you know how we were talking about like VR and AR. Yeah, we're gonna let Samsung do that and build the hardware. But hey, we're gonna be enhancing Android with all kinds of VR and AR sort of stuff. Um, like I mean, we used to have some discussions about like uh or we, we we get like sort of back channel uh hints that samsung was upset that google was trying to like steal away some sales from samsung and oh, that right. was causing and that samsung was you know what what if we were to create our own mobile operating system uh the that wasn't that had nothing to do with android what if we were to have our own app store and our own like apks and apis we don't have the money yeah but now they're again it's like yeah you know this hardware stuff we want to do that could you do that samsung thank you so much samsung said you know ai it turns out you can't just download an app and put it in. And also, we, we aren't really good on follow through. So if you could just like, you know, cut, copy and paste your code into us, that would be awesome. You know, I think I think Google is going to really need Samsung to keep carrying the Android flag for them. Definitely. Because the Pixel hardware is not selling in numbers the way that the Samsung hardware is. And yeah. And I just forgot about the little routine that I have in my office that turns off all the lights at 10.04. <laughs> I'm in a dark room now, everyone. Yep. Oh, that's it. Can I, can I, so, while you're turning your lights back, that's the same thing that's happens to me. That's a good segue. I was trying to like manage my sleep a little bit better, so I'd like... I, I turned on the feature like the bedtime features and mm -hmm. so now like i'm watching tv with no intention of going to bed for another four hours and then suddenly like the volume on my smart speaker that's 
I'm using as a Bluetooth speaker for for, for Chromecast, like suddenly right. gets cut in half because oh, and suddenly and now suddenly like the photo I'm editing like looks all like all yellow. like yellow. That's like oh, that was a great idea three months ago, but maybe I should turn all these. It didn't work. Let's turn. That was just annoying me. Well, that feels like a good segue to also just say that Google is still still doing matter. <laughs> whatever, matter is the smart home whatever protocol. that is so however it works I've, i'm gonna be very honest with you all i haven't bought any matter products because i haven't needed to <laughs> yep so but uh, something that's fun is that the uh, google tvs will be able to act as a matter hub so that should you know if you hmm. want to connect a light bulb all you need is a <laughs> you know uh, yeah <sighs> i hope so i still i still okay. have a i still have a light bulb that's on uh, in my living room because i bought I, uh, for the for the for the really great really cool like yard sale lamp i got like three months ago found the perfect part perfect place for it i got one of my like phillips hue bulbs for it and it was i've, I've swapped bulbs twice i can it can see it it knows it's there but it can't control it and i feel as though if i were to say you know what andy the the cause of your pain is that all of these home automation devices, these smart devices, connected devices, they're a mishmash of things you've acquired over the past five to 10 years. If you were to throw them all away and just buy brand new stuff that's all matter compatible, everything would work flawlessly. And I think that as soon as like the charge went on my credit card and the, and, and became non-refundable, I would get nothing but video chats from CEOs just laughing at me having a good laugh at my expense because it would oh, still not boy. work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want the lights to turn on and off at my command. That's all. I will say every time I'm sleeping in a hotel, I really do miss my, <laughs> Oh God. Yes. My hands free. <laughs> my hands free lighting. You know, you know lighting what? I, before you know sleep what? Setup. It's not so bright that I can't fall asleep. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll let it burn. <laughs> well, because I've been falling asleep with a red light at night because, you know, it's like in a... Okay, let's take a quick little break because when we get back, we have some downer news. <laughs> uh, yes. It's going to prep you. Well, I just told you about all the money that Google spent in Las Vegas to tell us all about the new stuff that's coming. Now let's tell you about all the people it laid off. Oh, dear. Sorry. Sorry for that. I realized that Here's introducing the, it that way was probably pretty harsh, but that's kind of there is no how easy way to say it. There, There's it no really easy way is. to say it, and I was really disappointed when I heard the news come out. I heard it yesterday while I was um, traveling. Well, I was doing stuff yesterday, and I traveled back home the you know last night, and I was reading about it, and it just made me really sad because, like I said, I just came from Las Vegas, which was outfitted in all this Google marketing, and. It's not a good look, okay? So it's been widely reported that Google has cut hundreds of jobs this week as part of its ongoing campaign to kind of roll back some of that massive mass hiring that they did um, during, during the, the pandemic, pandemic yeah. which is, to be, I don't want to say to be fair, because there's nothing fair in capitalism, but lots of other tech companies as well also announced layoffs this week, particularly those in the gaming industry. Uh, so it's not unprecedented but it is certainly disappointing you know it's never good news when you hear people are losing their jobs when an economy is really tough even if they are tech workers you know who make three times our salary like that sucks 
Uh, so SF, I read this in the Chronicle. Um, Andy linked, Andy, I see you linked to an SF gate article. I read this in the SF Chronicle, but they put the total tally at 703 workers. There is some Google paperwork that was going around that they got access to, and that was published in the article so that you can look at it. And basically it includes 73 employees. And this is the the part that was really buried, by the way. Mm. And this is just to tell you how money-minded our society is, which is that there were 73 employees who were working at the childcare facility that Google is closing down, which means that all those busy parents that they were keeping on campus for long work hours are now going to have to find other means of childcare in a society that doesn't really make that easy. So that's a bummer. Uh, Google later confirmed, by the way, that the number of cuts made this week was actually more than a thousand. Yeah. So that initial number that SFGate slash SF Chronicle put out. Yeah. No, Those are actually there. Apparently in California, there's a law that if you're going to do a mass layoffs, you have to file paperwork announcing basically informing the state of California that you intend to do this thing. And so the SFGate found 703. The, uh, uh, Alphabet Workers Union said that more than a thousand were affected, and then this this was all this hit like Wednesday night, and so today as people more, were traveling home from CES, exactly. So more and more information has been coming in in drips and drabs. Definitely, Google has confirmed more than a thousand. Uh, a couple of different outlets tried to press them for more details, at which point they stopped getting <laughs> responses to their emails. So this was the it it pales in comparison to this time last year when uh, mm. Google cut 12,000 jobs in mm. one sweep uh, in January globally uh, right it was global. globally I'm sorry yeah yeah uh, and and as and as you said it's not so much that they're down it's, again there's no there's no positive way to put it they are Google is saying and analysts are pretty much agreeing with the idea that they dramatically overhired during covid and this and they can't sustain that kind of hiring they still have about 182,000 people employed worldwide but again that's super dramatic it was it was also like really interesting from an outsider's point of view because it's not as though they basically said that every division has to cut 10 percent of of their workforce or has to hand over the bottom eight or whatever um it does seem to reflect different priorities and different strategies that they're engaging in in 2024 um there was uh, for instance a lot of it was um uh, like the, the people who people who are working in hardware so a lot of this was affect a lot of this was affecting like the pixel nest and fitbit hardware divisions interesting isn't it yeah nine to five google was reporting that uh, Google is actually going to be consolidating all these divisions into like a single functional and organizational unit, like whereas previously, like they operated somewhat independently. And so if you are looking to reduce staff, you could think that, OK, there is an overlap of functions within these three divisions. If we basically try to make it a more cohesive hardware unit, um, the uh, oh, and by the way, those uh, as, as I don't know if that's related or not, but uh it's kind of it's kind of inevitable that when like a huge company buys a smaller a small company when like and Google bought Fitbit in 2021, it starts off with oh and the good news is that you know there's going to be no real changes to Fitbit because the founders of the company the original executive sure team are still that? working. Well, Are you sure about that? 
Yeah, exactly. No, I'm doing the meme. Sorry. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) And and that usually translates into they signed a contract that says that they don't get the stock portion of the the buyout until three years have passed because – Basically, all the founders of uh, of Fitbit are now out. James Park and Eric Friedman, uh, so they're leaving. Um, also, uh, hundreds of people that are being let go uh, from this devices and services group are people who are working on AR. Uh, so again, that ties into Google's previous <laughs> indication that we are more than happy. We're part. We're happy to announce a partnership with our friends. Uh, and compatriots at Samsung who are going to be creating a hardware platform for which we will be creating AR, VR experiences and custom versions of Android. So that was kind of, that was kind of, that was, you, you have to, if you work in those in that division, you kind of had to feel like that was kind of coming as, as painful as it was to finally uh, have it happen. Uh, Google made a statement to 95Google about this. Like, while we are making changes to our first party AR hardware team, Google continues to be deeply committed to other AR initiatives, such as AR experiences in our products and product product partnerships. Um, Very interesting, though. Um, So Semaphore is reporting that hundreds Mm -hmm. of people working in the Google Assistant team were amongst those who lost their jobs. That is a huge percentage. That that does align with earlier reports that uh, Google was moving uh, the development responsibilities of the assistant under the Google Bard team, under Google AI. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It still feels kind of surprising to me that they felt like they had so many, they had that many people, they had hundreds of people working on Google Assistant that they could afford to lose, as opposed to people bringing the expertise of the legacy Google Assistant into like updating it or rewriting it or tra- making it ready for a post-AI world. It makes it makes me wonder more seriously if they are in effect getting rid of most of the code that they've code base they've created for Google Assistant and rebuilding it simply as a Google Bard project. Like how much of this is going to be familiar to us? I am worried about that as well. I'm also I'm just I'm I'm just a little demoralized by this as a Google user. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Can can I say that? Is that fair? I'm saying I, this as a user. Yeah, yeah. I feel demoralized by it. It was it was a real bummer news to get yesterday after like having this dopamine high of, you know, all these like yeah. all this fun Android stuff, a new bot, like, oh my God, Android's everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And then just to kind of see that this happened. And I'm glad that I read the Chronicles version of it first because the context that they put in is to remind us that google is a major employer in the bay area and that this is affecting all like seven or eight of the bay area offices so they listed it out based on offices who was going to get let go from those particular offices and it's like you know the i think they have like five downtown sf offices where they're letting people go and they have you know their south bay offices and so it's it's just a bummer all around just a bummer yeah it's also gotta be tough because now i mean it's not as though like this is a factory town but nonetheless like it's i I, I remember (laughs) well i it's just i remember when uh the stanford to to big tech pipeline is pretty okay true true. much a factory (laughs) but I'm, i'm 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 thinking about like um the first time I was in San Francisco for a conference, like while the first tech bubble was collapsing mm-hmm. and like catching up with people was a lot like D23 
do you still have a job? Like, you know, I still yes. have a job, but my my wife got got the axe from Net, Netscape like last week. Uh, and uh, well, I'm, oh, so that's, I'm trying to that's find conversations happening in the Bay Area right now. Is yep. I'm thinking about a couple of Google people I need to follow up with tomorrow and be like, hey, you doing okay? I read the news this week. It's yeah. not looking good. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's still, uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it's still like the most, the biggest restaurant bill I've ever picked up in my entire life was when like I was, it was, it was, uh, I'm, I'm saying this cause it was, it sounds funny, but it was, it was really quite sad because like, again, they're, they're in, uh, oftentimes they're like people that I only get to see in person, like when we're all in town together for like mm-hmm. an event like that. And like there were six of us that like would meet like every like Wednesday during the show or whatever. And like of the four of us, uh, four of the group had just lost their jobs like within the week. And it was like, okay, you four are not paying for dinner. <laughs> we are, it's like, let's be, be happy. You have friends, you have support if, you know, and we were at a nice, we're, and it, we're at a nice steakhouse too. So I'm glad that like they were felt like I, I could do something very, very simple to make them feel like appreciated and taken care of. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of Absolutely. course, and of course they, they, they certainly landed on their feet. They're not, I, I, I said factory town, but, um, as hard as the struggle is going to be for anybody who's unexpectedly lost their job. It's different when it's a coal mining company. It's, it's a company that it's a town that's owned by an energy company that is right, 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 that right, right. Not, now suddenly nobody has any nobody has any work. There's no support for them, no infrastructure. They have no. They have only skills that are applicable to this one company. You know, it's not it's not as dire as that, but still, like you can see at times like these, and again, I've been through more than one of these, like including in publishing, like you can really feel the, the cloud, you know, like the, the smog that's in the emotional atmosphere. Like, even if you're doing fine, like you can't be happy because all of your friends are either in a bad place or they're worried about their position. And even you two are like, Oh, well, this could be me in a year or year or two. Yeah. And so, yeah. This this is this is why like it's 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 very very hard to cover a story like this because that's, just, again I know I know I I know many people who are like I've been friends since well before they worked for Google who got laid off from Google after like ten or twelve years mm-hmm. and it's like on on the one hand you're on the one hand I'm being like I'm I'm, I'm doing the beard stroking and saying that well you know it's in, it's kind of interesting that uh that uh, uh Google is uh, is doubling down in their bets on artificial intelligence well uh more than happy to sort of uh, give up uh, hardware AR VR and like okay that's again you're you're talking very academically about a situation in which more than a thousand workers and probably many more to come are now wondering that I could barely afford to live in the Bay Area as it is. That's, I could barely afford childcare as it was. And now. Yeah. Well, and the bad news is too, that this is going to affect users as well. Uh, the Google assistant is getting trimmed. They keep saying that this is to remove 17 underutilized features, but to me, it just feels like it's just getting trimmed. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. This the some of the features that are going to stop working toward the end of the month is la la la. Here's yeah, the they're, list. They're, they're not they're not like huge things. It's not like what what wait what's what's this? I can't set a calendar event anymore. I can't like have it read me my appointments. They they are kind of like esoteric things like playing audiobooks that you've purchased from the Play Store. You can't do that through the Google Assistant anymore. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. Then why did I buy all those books through the Play Store? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I mean, you can, I'm Setting sorry. Setting or using media alarms, music alarms, or radio alarms. Oh, okay. If you want yeah. something I'm to sorry. That, that, I'm sorry. And we're talking specifically about activating that through the system. You can still, of course, if you bought audiobook content through the Play Store, you can still play it through the Play Store. You just can't say, hey, hey, Guillermo, play uh, My Life and My Life in Ruins by so and so. Which using your voice to call a device or broadcast a message to your Google family group, you can still broadcast to devices in your home. It's a bummer. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And there's, um, that, that, that was one of them. That was one of the features that kind of seemed like, Oh, I bet there's a lot of people who actually use that. There was, there were a couple where, Hey, I didn't know that I could create a personal collection of recipes. <laughs> yeah. I actually <laughs> because, didn't either. Yeah. Cause it kept, I, I did, I remember like one of the whiz pow wonderful, Hey, wow, this is why smart speakers and smart displays are going to be so great. You can actually like, uh, have it like not only like display a recipe, but also give you step, move, move you through it step no by step. Nobody was using them. Nobody knew they existed. I yeah. Didn't. Well, that, that's one of the classic problems of a voice assistant. You want me to dig that... through the support page every time I want? No, sorry, I'm theoretically speaking to Google. I'm saying, what you want me to like dig into the support page exactly. so I can figure out what I'm supposed to like ask? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's yeah, that, but that's like one of the classic problems of this. I, I've, I've said time and time again that I think that uh, voice assistants are super underutilized and I th uh, mm -hmm. by uh, underdeveloped by Google and Apple and other companies. I think I think that. I, I can't. I don't understand why Apple is so hyped about a three three thousand five hundred dollar VR headset for quote spatial computing unquote. <laughs> when how about a fifty dollar like Bluetooth ear, wireless earbud so you have an active conversation with an assistant that's giving you information, maybe perhaps even aided by a tiny little Bluetooth camera that you're wearing on your lapel so it can actually mm -hmm. see. Okay, you see you see where that 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 orange truck is parked. You're going to be turning left right after that truck. I've, but the thing is, like, whereas I can look at the I can look at the user interface for Adobe Lightroom and get the idea that oh wow, what's this thing about what was this thing about the masking and select oh wow, wonder what, wonder what that does and click on it. All it will not do anything until you actually ask. <laughs> you know, I mean, what I think one of the most one of the most important features of Bard will be is just the ability to say, hey, can you help me with this? Or hey, uh, I'm I need my hands free while I'm cooking this this meal. Do you have any special features for like helping me cook a recipe? And then yeah. it would just simply tell you here. Oh, go use this feature. And if you give if you tell me what what the recipe is, I can walk you through it step by step. I can be. Would you like me to be verbose and helping you right now as you use this feature the first time, like stuff like that? So <sighs> the the one th the one thing that I thought was kind of I don't know if I like it or not. Um, so usually when I activate the assistant on my phone, I just tap the microphone button on the Google search bar that's at the bottom of, uh, of my mm -hmm. pixel. Um, so they're changing that. Now it will no longer, what you say will not be handled by the Google assistant anymore. It will be handled exclusively by Google voice search. So whatever I say 
will be he'll be searching for so here here are search results for set a timer for 10 minutes i don't know if i like that because I, I don't i i don't like have i don't like having like the uh hey guillermo uh activated like on the phone because uh there are times where i don't want i, I would much rather like activate that I would much rather say, hi, please listen to the thing I'm about to tell you, because there are times where like I'm recording a podcast and suddenly <laughs> it says, here's the weather in mm-hmm. Calcutta or, or, or in Mumbai. Like I did blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now everybody's listening to me being looking stupid like this, uh, or there, which of these eight different microphones in my house are going to fight to pick up the call. Oh, I, I love whenever I put out a command and then, um, Google takes the command, but then I get immediately a Bring. little notification and it says, did the right device answer you? Yeah. And I'm like, how do you not know where I am? You're supposed to know everything. So much for ambient computing. <laughs> well, but I mean, if you're laying off a bunch of people, how are you supposed to work on that? Yeah. We shall see what happens. It's a really, it's going to be a really interesting year for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But for now, we have to wrap up our show because we have a whole members episode we've got to do after this. And those of you who are going to continue listening, you're going to love it. (laughs) For everybody else, we're going to start saying our goodbyes. And thank you so much for waiting for us to publish the podcast this week so that I could give you a proper recap of my week away in (laughs) Las Vegas. Otherwise, like I would have been... (laughs) Like okay, well let's go. Let's let let me let me describe to you the things that Flo has been posting on her Instagram. <laughs> okay, it looks exactly. looks like she went was was it an escape room? I don't know. Well, she's having fun with some friends. Uh, she's also here's had, the bag. Here's fun. Here's the bag that she packed. <laughs> yes, we had pe- we had some fun. <laughs> did you see? Did you see my? Did you see my cute pink backpack that I got from Incase? I did. That yes, very cute. It it was. You were um, about, unfortunately, you're, you're, you're talking about it last week because because you, you liked it because mm-hmm. it had like those those triple like uh, like inline skate rollers on it for like climbing stairs and stuff. How did it work out? Oh, the trolley. The trolley was actually kind of cumbersome. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, that was the trolley, not the backpack. Right. No, it's okay. The trolley was a little cumbersome, but seven out of ten in terms of experience. <laughs> you know, because I came home with not a bad back. Nice. If you'd like to support us and my back, you can go to reality.fm slash material to sign up and become a member of our, well, come become a member of our wonderful podcast network. And then also you become a paying subscriber to material. And that's how you get access to the episode that we're going to do next for members only. So Andy, this is where you chime in and you let us know what are you up to this week? Uh, I'm still trying to finish up on Otco.com in the next two weeks. Guys, I told, I told myself that Did you give I, yourself a- I, I gave, I gave him, well, I told myself that, well, it would be nice to have it up by the time Apple actually releases the vision pro. Mm-hmm. Now at the time I thought it was going to be March, maybe even April if I was really lucky, but now it's the first week in February. So God had other plans. I'm going to, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to see how far I can do that until then, uh, type and not go into most of the poplar, uh, social media apps and you'll find my stuff. Also go to wgbhnews.org to listen to my occasional uh, tech news roundups, roundups and conversations. Uh, my next one is th- not this Thursday, but next Thursday at about 1230 Eastern time. You can listen to it live, but if you listen to it later on, that's just fine too. Perfect. Thank you so much, Andy, as always. 
for being here, for putting together our show notes and for everything. <laughs> can I, can I say that if I, I, uh, uh, I, I did another, like <laughs> oh, you and I are the only two people who get to see the show notes, but every time I see something like graphically or organizationally or typographically that I don't like, I have to, I, 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 I sit, I sat down to start working on the show notes like at 2 PM this afternoon like for that, I thought, oh damn, I don't like the paragraph spacing of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started much later because, like, I got distracted by, okay, should it be collapse spacing or so? There's a lot of there's a lot of work that gets done. Not all that actually reflects in a better show. <laughs> and this is exactly why AI needs to help out for those of us who get sometimes a little a little stuck because I definitely. <laughs> Anyway, um, as for me, you know where to go read my CES coverage, gizmodo.com. I'm also on social media at oh, that Flow. Please stop tweeting me <laughs> or just don't DM me there because I'm not going to see it for like months. Um, and I feel bad if you DM me and I don't get to talk to you. I guess that's it. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm going to let everybody go now. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. We'll be back here next week with more fun stuff. And next week is Samsung week. So gear up for that. Until then. <laughs> Get some rest, everyone. Me too included. Bye. Cheeky bye.